You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. To help spread the gospel of Jesus, give us a five-star rating. That'll help bump us up in the podcast platforms. Additionally, make sure you share it with your friends. In this podcast, we're going to hear a Sunday morning message. Amen. Go ahead and give the Lord a hand. Clap the praise while you're being seated this morning. Amen. Bless the Lord. It's good to be here this morning. My family, my wife's family, I guess it's my family. Uh, there's 32 of us been up in Canaan Valley. My wife and I drove back last night, so I know there's a lot of families traveling this weekend, and we'll be going back up to Canaan right after the service. Um, on your way out this morning, we still have some invitations that we want to hand out to you for the 9-11 uh, service next weekend. We're going to have a memorial for those from 9-11 that gave their lives and lost their lives. But we're also going to celebrate all of our first responders. And if you're a first responder, please wear your uniform next week. Um, also sign up at the information desk or online. We will be feeding all of our first responders and their families right after church Please do not sign up twice, all right? So uh, this morning, I want to speak a little bit about uh, multi-levels of faith. And I believe this morning, with the help of the Holy Spirit, that we are going to learn something today. Our faith grows as we grow in God. So my question to you is, has your faith grown since you gave your life to Christ. Uh, a lot of people come to know Jesus as their personal savior and they think that they have arrived, that there's nothing else to accomplish. Friend, salvation, your new birth is just the very beginning. Can somebody say amen? And, and as you're growing along that journey, uh, you may, well, you will hit some barriers uh, in your faith walk. Uh, uh, through my faith walk, there's times that I hit barriers. And, and I've shared with you before that it's easier for me sometimes to have faith for your breakthrough than it is for me to have faith for my own breakthrough. Uh, so when we hit that barrier, that, that wall, uh, don't let that discourage you. Uh, has anyone ever hit a barrier in your faith walk? Just raise your hand this morning. So now would you stand with me for the reading of the Word of God? And, and I'm going to throw in a verse that I didn't give to the media team because uh, I just jotted it down uh, moments ago. Uh, but I just now said, on this journey, don't let yourself become discouraged uh, when you hit the barrier in your faith. So why why would you not want to allow yourself to become discouraged? Uh, because the, Prover uh, the book of Proverbs, chapter 17, verse 22 said, A merry heart doeth good like medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. Barriers can be broken. So maybe it's been a drought. Maybe you hit that barrier in your life, and I believe by the presence of God and by the grace of God, that barrier can be broken today. Does anybody believe that the barrier that's holding you back from your breakthrough can be broken today? Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. 
So when we read the letter to the Romans written by Paul in Romans 1 and 17, and I'm going to have you remain standing for two, two different scriptures. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you got to live by faith. So now we look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3, and Paul again talks about faith. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly. Somebody say, exceedingly. And the charity or, and the love, somebody say love of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth. Now listen, because that your faith groweth exceedingly and the love of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth. Mama, help us God. Lord, we bless you. We thank you for your word. God, I pray that our hearts and our ears and our mind would be open to receive God. God, that we would great, gain great knowledge today of your word that would help our faith to grow. In Jesus' name we pray and amen. You may be seated. The believers have a love that abounds. The believer needs to have a love that abounds and overflows toward one another. Sometimes it's hard to love. Can somebody say amen? Paul had exhorted the church to grow. He said, I want you to grow more and more in love for one another. And Jesus said in John chapter 15 and 12, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. As I have loved you. God is loving me when I wasn't lovable. God has loved you when you wasn't lovable. Somebody shared with me just yesterday, they was having a hard time forgiving somebody and they looked at me and said, as much grace as God is showing me and I'm still struggling showing grace to somebody else. And I said to that individual yesterday, God is showing me a lot of love and a lot of grace. Uh, I've got skeletons in my closet. God has been good to us all. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Perfect love is love without an agenda. It's easy to love somebody that you know that is going to love you back. Perfect love is love that forgives. And I tell you, there's always consequences. You've heard me say it a thousand times. My granddad said when I was a child, you burn a blister, you set on it. Forgiveness and just wiping away the consequences are two different things. When you move into that realm of perfect love, that place that you and I can be. Perfect love, you enter into what Jesus entered into when he went to the cross. The last thing somebody says is very important. And the last thing that Jesus said before he died was in Luke chapter 23 and verse 34. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Jesus prayed for his enemies. 
Jesus prayed for the very ones that had crucified him, that had whipped him. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So now let's go back to Paul's writings in 2 Thessalonians 1 and 3, that your faith grow exceedingly. The word exceedingly means to grow beyond measure. Faith that grows and grows and grows more and more. Can you imagine a church like this full of believers whose faith in Christ Jesus grows explosively uh, beyond measure? And then what I preached about two weeks ago about praise. Uh, so if we brought our praise uh, and we brought our faith together and our love and our prayer and it would explode, uh, just be amazing, would it not? Could that happen here at Jewel City? I've been praying uh, that between now and the end of the year, we're going to see a move of God like we have never seen before in our church. I believe that. If you believe that and got the faith to believe that, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! Growing faith. Somebody say growing faith simply means that a person will come to a place that he believes in the Lord Jesus Christ to take care of his life. Not just today and every day forward, but how about the days that are already behind you? Sins and transgressions that are behind you. He's able to take care of that. Some people have a hard time forgiving Rodney what, what they've done or what someone else has done in the past, but my God has got a way to take care of us. We gotta have the faith to believe in tomorrow, but we gotta have the faith to believe that God has already forgiven and taken care of yesterday. Amen? Isaiah 55 and 7, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to the Lord, let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy upon him. He's a merciful God. Somebody say amen. amen. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. I don't know what the devil keeps reminding you of your past, but you need to start reminding the devil of his future and your past is already under the blood of Jesus. You can't move on to tomorrow until you realize that yesterday has already been taken care of. Let your faith grow. Let your faith grow. You gotta, you gotta have the faith to believe that God is taking care of your future life. Deliverance from death and judgment and the gift of eternal life is yours and mine that we believe in Jesus Christ, that he died, that he rose again. He's seated at the right hand side of the Father, interceding on our behalf, and he's coming back again to take us home to be with him. Hey, when they lay you in the ground, that's not the end of it. If you know Jesus, it's the beginning. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. The Bible said in 1 Corinthians 2 and 9, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Is there anybody at Jewel City Church this morning that loves God? Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Come on, if you love him, give him a praise. If he's being good to you, give him a praise. He's a good God. You've not seen heaven yet. You don't know the things that God has prepared, but you know that it's beyond what we can imagine. He's a good, good father. Growing faith to provide for our daily necessities. How many's got daily needs? Anybody in the house, you got a pressing need on you right now. You need God to show up. You need a miracle. Can I tell you, God is still God. He's still on the throne. God is still able to meet your needs. 
Matthew 6 and 33, Jesus said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added until you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You can't live like every, uh, everybody else. You can't do the things that you used to do and expect God to show up and walk with you and take care of you. I know that's old time school right there. You've got to have the faith to believe that he's able to comfort us through the losses of life. It takes faith sometimes. The Bible said to just walk by faith, not by sight. Do you hear what I'm saying? How many has been through difficult times where you, it, just, it was painful, it hurt? But you kept walking because you had faith to believe. And as you kept walking, your faith kept growing. Your faith keeps growing. And when you turn around and go the other direction, your faith goes with you. Don't be discouraged. Keep your eyes upon the Lord. 2 Timothy 4 and 18, And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. And growing your faith as a believer, you, you must have a love that abounds and overflows toward one another. That's how your faith will grow. Listen to me. Paul had exhorted the church to grow more and more in love one for another. In John chapter 13, 34, and 35, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all men shall know that you are my disciples if you have love one to another. It is hard to love people at some times. Yesterday we took a drive up to uh, Thomas from Canaan Valley. They got all these little shops there. And I, I thought, you know, you're going up the mountains, you're going to see a bunch of redneck people. But I was blown away what I seen in Thomas and Davis, West Virginia. But the one store I walked into, as soon as I stepped through the door, the lady that, I guess she was the owner, she said, excuse me, sir, would you sanitize your hands? She had a bottle right there. Didn't bother me a bit. I sanitized my hands. The store was probably about 20 feet by 20 feet. I stood and I looked around like that and I didn't see anything that interested me, nothing. I could tell I was in the wrong shop, that was all. Never said a word. Turned around and walked out the door. She followed me out on the sidewalk. She said, excuse me, sir, is this something that I said? I said, no ma'am, I didn't see anything that interested me. She said, are you telling me my store is not interesting? I said, no, ma'am, I didn't, I didn't say that there's nothing there that interests me. She, again, she said, so nothing I have is interesting. She said, young man, you need to learn how to support local businesses. I've been preparing this message. So what I do, I kept on walking. Walked clear down to the end of the street and I came back up and here there was two young men sitting there on the bench and that guy said, my goodness, she pounced all over you, didn't she? I said, yeah. His wife said, I was in the store when you came in. She scared me. She said, I walked around the other way and left the building. She said, one thing, I wasn't buying nothing off of her and two, I was afraid she gonna jump me too. At one time, I'd lit her candle. At one time, that was, that one time I'm talking about was probably the day before God showed me this message. <laughs> Faith, love, over time. Faith is one of the fruits of the Spirit. 
And it starts out small like a seed. And over time, the seed of faith grows until it becomes a fruit, but it's a process. That process, a few years back, I would have lit her candle. Several years back, I might have burned her building down. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. What am I saying? Help me, Jesus. What I'm saying, it's a process. We grow, it's a process. It don't happen overnight. A seed becomes a tree. On the tree becomes a bud, then a bloom. And then there's fruit. Are you growing? Is your faith growing? Can you see that you're going from faith to faith to a higher realm? Friend, according to the word, we grow our faith by love. Our faith is a lot like that tree. It'll grow, it's a process. Constantly it has to be fed. On the announcements this morning, while everybody's talking, had to throw that in there again. It's one Bible study after another one. Pastor Rita, we're not doing that just to have a Bible study. We're doing that to grow people's faith, to teach them the Word of God that you can live a life beyond reproach. You can have the blessings of heaven while you're here on earth. So it's, it's constantly, you, a tree's got to be fed, it's got to be nurtured, cultivated in order to produce a fruit. You've got to have the same thing. You and I. In Galatians 5 and 6 speaks of the highest level of faith. Listen to this. Verse 6, the last part of verse 6, but faith which worketh by love. You want your faith to grow? It'll grow by love. God's forgiveness is complete, and Jesus said that those that are forgiven much love much. If your faith isn't growing, maybe your love isn't growing. Because faith expresses itself through love, you can check your love for others as a way to monitor your own faith. You can look of how you love other people even when they hurt you, and you can monitor your own faith. Have you ever thought of it that way? I hadn't. Faith works by love, and the highest level of faith is perfect love. So growing your faith, you must go beyond positive thinking. I'm not a, there, there's a place for motivators. I, that, that's not me. There, there's a place for 12-step programs. That's not what God has called me. He's called me to preach the Word of God. And I believe it's more powerful than any motivational speaker or any motivational book that you can get your hands on is the presence of God and the love of God. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. I believe God is looking for a people that says, I'm going to break out. I'm going to have a breakthrough. I believe there was people this morning that had a breakthrough right here at the altar. I truly believe that. God is looking for people who will dare to break out of their comfortable places and say, I'm going to another level. And as I already said, between now and the end of the year, I know we've got revival coming up. I've been praying about fasting before the revival. We got the 9-11. We got all these things coming up. I believe there's going to be a manifestation 
manifestation of God in our house that we are going to see signs uh, and wonders and miracles and God is going to move and people are going to have a breakout session, a breakthrough. If you believe that, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. You can't say where you're at. If you want to have a breakthrough, a breakout, you got to take some risk in life. I've been a risk taker all of my life. Sometimes it's worked out good, other times it hasn't. But there is times in the spirit when it's not a risk, you know it's God speaking to you and God is speaking to us today to go deeper with him, step out in faith and love people and watch your faith grow. Sometimes you gotta be determined not to be satisfied. And that is one of the enemies that comes against me is when I become complacent, when I become satisfied, but God is not a complacent God and God is able to take you deeper and deeper and deeper. God is able to take you higher and higher and higher. God doesn't want satisfied people. God doesn't want lukewarm people. God wants people that said, I wanna go to another level. And when you make up your mind that you're gonna go to another level, there'll be another devil. But I'm telling you, if you'll stay steadfast and trust God and have your faith to grow, God will meet your needs. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise this morning. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 10 and 4 through 6, he said, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself. Now listen, against the knowledge of God. Casting down everything, everything that brings down the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. What this means is I can't coach the devil out of your life. I'm going to say it again. I can't coach the devil out of your life. It takes spiritual warfare to break Satan's grips. Spiritual warfare. If you think for a second you're going to come to an altar or you're going to lift your hand, you're going to say a sinner's prayer, and from that day on, you are going to live the abundant life and nothing is going to come your way, you are mistaken. And that's why you need to get hooked up in a Bible study. That's why you need to get hooked up in a life group. That's why you need to attend more than just on a Sunday morning. And also pick up your Bible during the week and begin to feed yourself. Because brother, you are in a war. You need to hear what I'm saying. It takes spiritual warfare to break Satan's grip that is on your life. You can be saved and Satan can still have a grip on your life because you don't have the knowledge of the Word of God to get into the heavenlies and battle against him in war. We must get into a place where we have zero, and this is old school right here, but I'm telling you, I believe with all of my heart, we've got to get ourselves into a place where we have zero tolerance for sin in our lives. Zero tolerance for sin in our lives. And that's hard to do in 2021. But I'm telling you, you can still be done. Faith will rise in us when we pray and seek holiness until sin becomes sinful to us. We become accustomed to sin. 
We've become acceptant to everything that goes on in the world. But when we get ourselves in a place where sin tastes like sin, sin looks like sin, if it's a duck and it walks like a duck, it might be a duck. When we get to the place where we do not want to tolerate sin in our lives or around our lives, you'll see something great happen in your life. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. We get to a place of zero tolerance for distractions. That's another battle that I fight is distractions. My son Cody's in college and He's really been studying. I've been excited. I've been worried about him, honestly. And, and yesterday we're at Canaan Valley and, and he's, he's, I don't know, there's some new fad out there where you buy shoes and you, you go on a lottery somehow and you turn around and sell them and double your money. And, and he's got it from me. I can tell you that right now. Willing and dealing. And I said to him yesterday, Cody, don't let that be a distraction on that exam that you got to take this Thursday. Don't let what the devil shows you that looks so good become a distraction. It looks good to have your kids here and have your kids there and this promotion and that promotion, but I'm telling you, in 28 years, I've seen it a whole bunch of times, distractions. Uh, it's not always a blessing from God. It's not always a gift from God when it looks good. Uh, a lot of times, it's a lie from the devil because he knows you've got your focus on him and his word, and he'll send something that looks real good. You know, the grass always looks greener on the other side of the fence, but the devil will never ever tell you that there's a septic tank underneath that grass. Uh, and the next thing you know, you're in trouble. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm preaching to myself. I've let distractions uh, hold me back. But the older I get, the less distracted I become. And the more focused that I get, that I want my faith to grow. Multi-levels from faith to faith. And to be able to see things happen. Be able to lay hands on people and pray. And they be healed. I'm not just trying to get you excited. I'm trying to tell I believe what's coming our way. God is going to move at Joel City Church and we're going to see great things happen. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise this morning. Ah, faith, when, when you get to the place you don't tolerate, uh, tolerate sin, faith will rise in us when we pray and when we seek holiness until sin becomes sinful. Listen to Isaiah 59 and 19. Here's a promise. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Are you learning? Are you learning anything this morning? Here's something to learn. Don't leave your floodgates open in prayer. Prayerlessness. Don't leave your floodgates open when you don't pray. Again, when I don't pray, the wheels begin to fall off. Do you hear me? Anybody in the house know what I'm talking about? When you get satisfied, when you get comfortable, when you get distracted, and the next thing you know, you're not praying like you used to pray. April 9th, I wasn't praying like I was praying on April 10th when I had multi-strokes. Uh, can I tell you, I'm just being honest with you. I'm being real. You're saying, well, you're the pastor. That's right, and I'm still human. Yeah. I wasn't praying April 9th like I was praying April 10th and April 11th. Stand with me this morning, would you please? That don't mean I'm closing, right? The less sin you tolerate in your life, the higher your standards of righteousness will go. Pastor Kerry, I'd like to have you and the band. I know it's unannounced, unplanned, excuse me. Come.
And anybody else wants to come sing. The more power you have to tear down, tear down and take captives to the obedience of Christ, everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. When you come to a place where you don't tolerate sin any longer, you have more power when the enemy comes in. It's time you break the faith barrier in your life, in my life. Again, it's amazing, man. I've got faith for some things, especially with vision, with building and things of that nature. I got faith, I just know. I stood in this pulpit years before it was ever built. Just, I knew. And then other areas, little areas in my life, I don't have faith to believe. Elijah was a man who broke the faith barrier. Elijah, 1 Kings 17 and 1, and Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Elijah boldly proclaimed to the wicked leadership of Israel that there would be no rain in the land. He confronted sin. He wasn't going to be tolerant of it. Those who worship Baal believed he was the God who brought the rains and the bountiful harvest. And Elijah bravely confronted the man who led his people into evil. And after three years of drought, the word of God finally came to Elijah. And listen to 1 Kings 18 and 41. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of an abundance of rain and I'm telling you honestly, in my prayer for Jewel City Church, I've heard a sound of an abundance of rain. I believe there's a rain storm a coming in the spirit realm. I believe that with all of my heart. I'm asking this body of believers not to become tolerant of sin. I'm asking you to get before God and pray and repent of your sins. Draw nigh to God, and God will draw nigh to you and I. Don't wait for an April 10th in your life. I'll say it again, don't wait for an April 10th in your life. Get before God now. Verse 42, so Ahab went up to eat. He went up to drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. And he cast himself down upon the earth and he put his face between his knees. And he said to his servants, go up now. Look toward the sea. And he went up and he looked and said, there is nothing. And he said, go again. There's nothing. Go again. There's nothing. Seven times. Go again. Faith grows to faith. And it came to pass at the seventh time, that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea. He said, It's like the size of a man's hand. And he said, Go up and say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot and get thee down, that the rain stoppeth not. And it came to pass, and meanwhile, that the heavens was black with clouds and wind and the waves, and there was a great rain. I tell you, there's a rain a coming. You may have been denied whatever you've been praying and having faith for. You keep going back to the heavens. 
You keep believing. There's a rain a coming. And when it comes, it's going to clean things up in your life. It's going to overtake you. It's going to overtake our church. I believe that they're going to come from the south, from the north, from the east, and from the west. I believe that God is sending a rain to Jewel City Church. I'm telling you right now, get ready for the rain. Somebody say, get ready. Somebody say, get ready. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Listen to me. Elijah had persistence. (laughs) He had the kind of faith that would reach up and grab nothing until it became something. And I'm asking you this morning to have that kind of faith. Reach up and grab nothing. You've been there once, you've been there twice, you've been there six times, go one more time. I don't know what you're reaching up for, but you grab a hold of nothing and you don't let go of it until it becomes something, until God manifests himself in your life, not just your neighbor's life, not just a church down the road, but your life and the church that you attend. God is going to send the rain. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Listen to me, Elijah. He went from just knowing God's word to moving in the reality of God's word by faith. It's one thing to know it, but it's a whole other thing to move in it. You see, been a lot of my life, I know it, but I've not moved in it. And I believe I'm not the only one in this room. It's time for a faith breakthrough. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2 and 4, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdoms. Listen to what he says. He said, my preaching was in demonstration of the spirit of the power, the power of God. I'd like to see the demonstration. You need a miracle, step out of your seat. Come to this altar. You need a miracle, you need a breakthrough, come, stand at this altar. We need to see the power of the spirit demonstrated. You gotta press on to a new level. You gotta go to the top of the mountain when you can't see the rain over and over again. God wants to break some faith barriers. He wants you and I to go deeper to a place that radically changes our lives. Do you really want your life changed? If you need a breakthrough, meet me at this altar. I wanna pray for you. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast.